want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, I'm Adam Torres, and you can follow me at, at AskAdamTorres on Instagram to check out my book releases and also the book tour that's going on. I'm really excited to have Oliver Jang on the line today. He is the Director of Strategy at Incipia. They provide a mobile marketing consultant. They're a mobile marketing consultancy agency. Um, first off, Jang, um, welcome, welcome to the show, Oliver. Hey, Adam. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. All right, great. Um, so we're going to definitely get into a lot about mobile marketing. Mobile marketing, I mean, it's a hot topic, and, you know, I feel like it's not always understood. Um, that being said, though, before we get started in that, let, I just want to know a little bit more about your, your background. Sure, sure. So I went to Michigan State University, got a degree in finance, um, had a few internships in public accounting where I was fortunate enough to learn that I didn't want to be a public accountant. Um, <laughs> and then um, went into corporate finance. Uh, went to General Mills, then uh, quickly switched over to financial services, specializing in business valuation. Um, there I was fortunate enough to receive pretty strong technical training um, in terms of financial modeling um, and understanding business issues while at um, Stout Research Ross and EY. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I spent the kind of first four years developing, um, I guess, technical skills, and then afterwards uh, uh, learning how to apply them and uh, address business issues with our clients, and then switched over to corporate development in, uh, at Quicken Loans, where we worked on researching, um, assessing, and executing on acquisition opportunities um, for various mm -hmm. companies. And that's kind of the high-level timeline of um, my different roles before uh, mm -hmm. making the jump to Incipia. Let's talk a little bit more about that um, that transitionary period of when you just kind of get out of college. And, you know, I feel like some people maybe overlook this, the, the concept that you, of what you went through. So in getting those real core skills. Um, to then be able to apply at, at, at different companies um, in the future. Can you talk a little bit more about just that idea of when you get out of college, the, um, what your thought process is on that? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great question. I wish I had, um, I had the awareness to think that through more in that time of my life. Um, I would say, yeah, I've had a few roles, and so in that – period, there was a lot of trial and a lot of error. Um, honestly, I, I didn't come out of college extremely successful. Um, like, I, I thought I did. I had a great GPA. I had great internships. I had great full-time opportunities. Um, but then when I started working, um, I realized there's so much more to operating in the business world than what college had fully prepared me for. Um, uh, particularly in terms of, you know, the importance of communication and managing relationships and expectations. Um, and so, you know, in all honesty, I probably, I, I would say I was not very successful in the first few years out of college, but it was 
through those uh, um, through those failures that I was really able to uh, use as a starting point for personal development. And I think that looking back on it, I'm really actually thankful for those because if I had like kind of a mediocre run-of-the-mill trajectory, then I don't think I'd be where I am today. I really love that you shared that. Like, I, I was just taking some notes, trial and errors, um, failure, like a lot of these things. I, I think there's this un, this misperception, and I don't know how it got there, but that when somebody graduates college, they're supposed to have it figured out or they're supposed to know it or they're supposed to be immediately successful. Like, to me, um, it's exactly what you said, like in hindsight, uh, it's, you know, that's your turn to learn. That's your time to learn. It's your time to fail. It's your time to, like, figure out your way. You're not supposed to have it all figured out. And I would throw this out there. If someone thinks they have it all figured out right after, then um, it, they, they might need a little bit more extra work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree they, more. They... <laughs> um, all right. So now let's talk about, and, and you, you can or cannot, it's up to you, but um, let's talk about, you know, how we take, how you took those skills then, um, and now how you're, you're, you kind of have applied them in your present day. So let's talk a little bit more about Incipia um, just in general, and then maybe we'll go into a little bit more. I'm, I'm of course, going to ask you some questions about mobile marketing overall. <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, to, just to give you some background, um, there are kind of, there are two companies, Incipia, uh, which is the mobile marketing consultancy, and there's Felix Analytics, which is um, uh, a software platform that helps collect and refine mobile marketing data and present it in customizable dashboards. Um, mm -hmm. So I am uh, technically an employee of both, uh, where we um, use the uh, where we use the uh, Incipia consultancy side of things uh, and the work that we do with all of our clients to help uh, funnel feedback into the development of Felix Analytics. And then mm -hmm. Felix, Felix Analytics is used as a tool by Incipia to better inform um, Incipia's clients with deeper analytics and insights. So uh, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here, but uh, sure. You know, when we're talking about mobile marketing, there's there's a few specific service lines um, to break that down into three main buckets. We have paid UA user acquisition, which is um, managing social marketing campaigns, um, all the primary marketing channels like Facebook, Google, Instagram, Snapchat, App Store. Um, and then there's ASO, which is like the... If you know SEO, search engine optimization, ASO is app store optimization. Um, and then I did not know that, create... so thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. SEO is like, um, you know, how you get ranked higher in Google search results. So we kind of do, do the same thing, only in the app store. Oh. Uh, and then lastly is going to be um, creative um, design and art direction where we help with screenshot design. We help with um, the generation of uh, icons and advertising videos and creative assets for those advertising campaigns. 
So I'm, I'm curious, and and because I get I get pitched this all the time, and I, I'm sure a lot of the listeners um, get pitched often on why they should or should not have an app. And, I, and I'm going to ask a broad question, um, but you know, let's just say, is there still, if you're not in the gaming, if you're not an online retailer, is is there still like a big cause for you to have um, an app as maybe a small business owner? Uh, well, I guess it depends on how small of a business we're talking here um, and what the business is. So I guess let's, let's, add, let's add a little bit more context. So should your, should your accountant have one? I don't know. Or should, your, um, should your, your CPA firm that has, you know, they have some good revenue um, like, is there other value add? Because I remember this big boom, like when the apps came out, and before Apple changed their um, their model to where you to where you could just use templates at one point, and there was this big push. It didn't matter what profession you were in; everybody needed an app, right? <laughs> um, would you think that's still pretty relevant, or no? And maybe you don't know. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that. I mean, with the rise of like mobile web. 2.0 and um, stronger uh, mobile interfaces native through web browsers? That's a really good question. I would say that nobody really knows the answer, but if one, mm -hmm. one proxy we can use to help guide our thinking is probably through um, tracking and following uh, where the money is going. Um, a lot of investment mm -hmm. is going towards mobile apps. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty strong indicator that apps are here to stay. Mm -hmm. I love it. By the way, I love your answer to that question because, in my opinion, it's the correct one. <laughs> it's going to depend because it, it depends on where the money is going, and that's, like, 100% the answer I like. Not saying I prepped you for it, but that's the correct one, in my opinion, <laughs> if, you, if you need <laughs> Because so, let, let's put it this way. If you're talking to the right um, sales guy from an app, you know, it's going to be like, hey, is it the right time for my company to have an app? You're probably going to get a yes, <laughs> like always, every time, if that's all their, if that's all their only product line, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, hey. with, with how quickly they can be um, maintained, mm -hmm. um, it's, in the very least, an app probably wouldn't hurt. I like it. I like it. Perfect. Well, hey, Oliver, I really appreciate your time today and um, coming on the show and giving us a little bit of insight into um, mobile marketing, what it looks like. Taught, taught me a new um, a new thing. I did, I did not know about the search relevancy in the App Store, but now once you said it, it's like, duh, of course, if there's SEO, there has to be another search, right, in the actual App Store. Um, well, hey, again, appreciate all your time today, um, Oliver. Um, for the listeners, um, thank you for your time. Hope you learned a lot here today. I did also. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, if you have any questions on anything, uh, feel free to shoot me out a note or comment in the comment section. Thanks again, Oliver. Have a great day.